CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. In every can of Guinness, there's over 250 years of brewing tradition and a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness. Welcome to Keologus Crack on a Saturday morning when Ireland are taking on our adopted country in the Rugby World Cup. Divided. Divided we are today. Divided indeed. Walk it's the tight it's, it's we against we. <laughs> eh? Who are we playing? We're playing a we. Well, yeah. Well, I, don't, I, f- anyway. I find it very difficult not to be uh, in favour of the boys in green, I have to say. Ah, yeah. And going on record. But uh, anyway, they're, they're having it all their own way as we would have expected. A very impressive first half. 29 to nothing at halftime for our listeners who are not watching the game. But I, 
I think very few of our listeners wouldn't be uh, would not be listening to the, that now. They have the game on the TV and then us on in the yeah, background on the quiet, radio. Quiet, quietly. On, yeah, very yeah, good. There you go. So a good start to the campaign. Four tries in the first half. Fantastic. Brilliant. Bonus point in the bag there. I think, yeah, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah and of course, um, you know, big day tomorrow in Ireland. Uh, All Ireland football final. The classic. Yes. Dublin versus Kerry. What's the call, Kenny? What's the call? I think it has to be the men from down south Dear for really? me. Yeah, the yeah, it's yeah. a big, it's a big call. I know Jay's not happy yeah. with me. Oh, yeah. oh, you saying good man? But I'm thinking, no, oh, Curry is going to be the ones. He, he must be forgetting about who, where, where the country is, the oh, geography of it all. Yeah, a little bit. He Down in the southwest, south, they're yeah. going to be lifting Sam. I think you, uh, that's my prediction, anyway. Well, I'm going but with the I'm going with the the, the sky blues tomorrow. All oh, right, I okay. Think got There's the, the kiss. There's the kiss of it. It's there, right yeah. there. No, I think I'm right Sorry, on this Jay. one. I think that um, ah, yeah, be very I think they overpowered the, the better team in the semi final. Um, took on took on Mayo. Yeah. Mayo were not an easy team to beat. So I uh, that's. That's my call, pal. All That's right. Well, sure. We'll see what happens then. Will, Tomorrow's the big day. There'll yeah. be uh, what about eighty-two thousand people packed into Jammed Croker, in there. Yeah. and Absolutely. they'll be uh, they'll be cheering it on. Yep. Fierce crack. Yeah. It will all be good. And uh, our countdown has happened, of course, going to uh, yes. Cardiff. Oh very, yeah. Very soon. The countdown is on. Yeah. <laughs> what you a trip we have. Lots of extra jobs. I'm finding now that I have to do around the house before I go. <laughs> suddenly, it's terrible. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, it's all good. Can't wait now. The excitement now today. Yeah. Just with the uh, the launch of that game was, uh, was great. You now, know? a few guests today. Yeah, we have a couple of guests. Uh, a fellow who was chopping wood last week. Yeah. Completely forgot to call in. Oh, uh, Lord. Uh, a working man, you see. Way Paddy. up north. PTD. Yeah. yeah. Paddy Dunn will be calling in to uh, talk to us about the Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Golf Tournament. Yeah. And uh, give us the numbers, and in case we have any last-minute fellas calling in and want a, a spot in there. And we also have Eleanor McGrath calling in today, and uh, she's going to talk about her third documentary. It's a thing called Forgotten, yeah. And uh, it's about the British home uh, kids. So uh, she'll give us all the story of that. And she said that we're going to have two new scoops. Uh, to uh, to Wonderful. to tell people on Good. air that she hasn't told anybody yet, yeah. so uh, she'll unravel those <laughs> scoops when uh, when we have Eleanor on a little bit uh, a little bit later. Very good. Yeah, so that's good. And the music to kick it off was uh, fellas there from the old county of Schlego, Schligoch, Buttons yeah. and Bows, and uh, off their new album, The Return of Spring, which I'm already looking forward to. Because we're heading into winter soon, right? Yes, we are. So Maybe we'll head down south for a few months. Actually, we might, we? yeah. We could easily do this show from down there, couldn't we? Exactly. Spread hey, the there's word. A, uh, there's a big uh, anniversary going on in the community. I don't know if you know or not, but it's the 48th wedding anniversary for Pat and Anne McMahon. Oh, my goodness me. Congratulations. Mayo, Claire kind of connection going on. Right. There. Yeah. Just proving that people from any part of Ireland can get on together when they move to a new country. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, uh, happy stuff. anniversary to uh, to Pat and Anne. That's a fantastic That's great. milestone. Forty eight uh, anniversary. That's a great great bit of news. And um, I wanted to actually. I know I have a couple of listeners uh, across the pond. I wanted to pass on condolences. A friend of mine, um, Barbara Doyle, her mum passed away last week oh, uh, in Hackettstown, and uh, I just want to pass on my condolences. Um, on the passing of her mum, and um, you know, wish them the the very best as they go through that process. 
Um, but uh, still great that we have listeners over there and that we can. Oh, indeed, it is. Yeah, of pound. course. Yeah, why wouldn't we? And my sister is in the car on the way up to a Dublin airport. She's going to Lanzarote for a week. You ever oh, in Lanzarote? I was not. I was never there either. <laughs> I was in Tenerife, which is not too far from it, right? Oh, it's part right, of the yeah. same group Anyways, of islands, right? She tells me she hasn't had a holiday for seven years. Loads of Irish in Lanzarote. Uh, and, and she works She works as a, as a palliative care nurse, in, and she gets about 12 weeks vacation a year. And she says she hasn't had a holiday for seven years. Ah, go away. Oh, here's what does she do sure with all them weeks, then? What? Huh? She th- what does she do? She <laughs> relaxes. She takes holidays that she says she doesn't get. Ah, that's ridiculous yeah. altogether. See, Irish people consider holidays when you when you go away. Go away. Go we away consider it holidays. when we don't have to go to work. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Lanzarote. All right. So, would she be there. taking care of us now when we go over? Yeah, she, she has the beds all doing the fry go, yeah. and everything. We might yeah. be snuggling into single beds together, but ah, we'll be all right. Stop the lights, huh? <laughs> One way of staying warm in Ireland, I suppose. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, get up early now because you know she still has the she still has the immersion thing going on there. Oh, uh, get right. up now! I can tell oh, you now. First in, first, first begs. First I begs the first shower. shower. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll have a bath. <laughs> Destroy it for all. Boil the kettle. Get the kettle. <laughs> Pour more water in the bath. Quick. <laughs> Oh, good. I can't wait. That's going to be great crack altogether. In case our listeners don't know, there's two other fellas coming with us. A fella from Offaly, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Dorley, and a fella from Carlo Dearmadonley. And the four of us are going to go back in between rugby games and go to each other's hometowns mm, and, and uh, check it all out. So it'll be good crack altogether. All right. Bit of an update on the game. It's Ireland 36, Canada 7. Canada oh, are on right. the board. Okay. Yeah. Canada's so on the board. Still the same gap, but um, I would see if Ireland can finish strong now and Yes. Get over the 50 point mark. Brilliant. All, All right. right. Well, we'll kick off with a wee bit of music. Uh, Neil Byrne and Ryan Kelly. And uh, hey, we come from a land of saints and sinners, don't we? We do. There we go. Anyone can lose it all. Anyone can lose it all. If you don't heed your warnings call. Losers and winners It's not what you 
wished we'd had more time No, I think it was a cry The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. For over 12 years now, the Belfast Lounge has been the go-to place in Mississauga for great food, great ambiance, and a traditional Irish welcome. Located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton, Colin McCullough and his staff will be pleased to welcome you to an Irish bar and restaurant that evokes memories of some of Ireland's great classic pubs. You can choose your spot at the bar, dine in the comfortable restaurant section, or just stretch your legs in the cozy lounge area. The cuisine of Executive Chef Colin is renowned, whether you are dropping in for a fast pub grub lunch or a more leisurely evening dinner with family and friends. We look forward to seeing you at the Belfast Lounge, an Irish oasis in Mississauga. Call us at 905-212-9048 for group bookings or to find out our upcoming entertainment schedule. We're located at 5165 Dixie Road at Amco, just north of Eglinton Avenue. All right, we're off to some part of the Ottawa Valley to get the news from Ireland from the silky smooth voice of Desmond Devoy. <laughs> silky smooth? Well, I'll try and live up to that billing there, Ken. Good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. It was a funeral 99 years in the making, but the forgotten volunteer is forgotten no more. Yesterday, Ireland finally paid tribute to the last Easter Rising volunteer to be laid to rest. The body of Thomas Kent was taken from Collins Barracks in County Cork to the Church of St. Nicholas, Castle Lyons, for the funeral mass as thousands lined the route. Kent was executed after a gun battle with members of the Royal Irish Constabulary, who came to rest him and his brothers on May 2, 1916, in the aftermath of the Rising. Though he survived the ensuing firefight that would kill his brother Richard and RIC Constable William Rowe, Kent was killed by firing squad on May 9th at the military detention barracks in Cork. He was then buried in an unmarked grave on the grounds. His body was exhumed this past June. Apart from Sir Roger Casement, Kent was the only one of the 16 rising participants who was executed outside of Dublin. 
His funeral, quote, writes the final chapter in a long ordeal for the Kent family, said William Crean, the Bishop of Cloyne, to the congregation, which included President Michael D. Higgins and Taoiseach Enda Kenny. In his eulogy, Commandant Jerry White of the Defence Forces said that, quote, today, after 99 years, Thomas Kent is finally coming home. In court news this morning, a teenager has been refused bail after allegedly setting fire to the Lambert Puppet Theatre in Dublin, home of such Irish children's television favourites as Bosco and Wanderley Wagon. A 16-year-old, who cannot be named as he is considered to be a minor, is alleged to have set the fire that broke out between 8 and 9 p.m. on August 28th at the theatre on Clifton Lane in Monkstown, Dublin, causing as much as €150,000 worth of damage to the historic venue. The theatre was founded in 1972 by Eugene Lambert and is now run by his son Liam. The teenager appeared at Dublin Children's Court on Tuesday charged with arson and burglary. Judge John O'Connor was told that the boy allegedly broke into the theatre but started the fire only after he noticed that there were security cameras on the premises. The boy was arrested in his South County Dublin home on Monday morning and made no reply when the charges were put to him. Garda Neil Boyle objected to bail citing the seriousness of the case to which O'Connor concurred. If convicted, he faces maximum sentences of 10 and 14 years. Well, not one but two wheels came spinning off of an ambulance transporting patients from Letterkenny, County Donegal, to Galway, prompting an in-full investigation. The Irish Daily Mirror reports that while the incident took place on August 26th, just outside of Sligo Town, it took three weeks for the National Ambulance Service to start a full investigation. The incident began when the driver heard a loud noise and the ambulance came to a shuddering halt. The driver is being commended for preventing a bad situation from becoming worse with his driving skills. None of the patients were injured and another ambulance arrived on the scene shortly after and completed the journey. This week in Irish history, on September 19, 1889, Irish painter Sean Keating is born in Limerick. His most famous painting, Men of the South, hangs at the Crawford Gallery in Cork. The same day in 1905 saw the death of philanthropist Dr. Thomas Bernardo, who founded a home for disadvantaged children. The home has since morphed into a national children's charity. On September 18, 1964, the famed playwright Sean O'Casey, author of The Shadow of the Gunman and Juno and the Paycock, dies. On September 17, 1918, Chaim Herzog, 6th President of Israel, is born in Belfast. Another very different birth on September 16, 1934, of Ronnie Drew, lead singer of the Dubliners. The birthdays continued on September 15, 1905, when Dr. Pat O'Callaghan, Ireland's first Olympic gold medalist, is born. He was born in Canturk, County Kerry, and won gold in the hammer throw competition at the Amsterdam Olympics in 1928. He won gold again in Los Angeles in 1932. On the same day in 1953, Taoiseach M. Eamon de Valera met with Sir Winston Churchill for the first and only time at 10 Downing Street in London. And finally, on September 14, 1852, the Duke of Wellington dies at the age of 83. He was born in Dublin in what is now the Marion Hotel. He won the famous Battle of Waterloo and became the first Irish-born British Prime Minister. And finally, in sports news, the British Army will field a Gaelic Athletic Association team for the first time. The London-England GAA voted at its September County Board meeting to allow the Irish Guards to enter a junior team in the London County Championships next year. The vote was deadlocked at one stage, so London County Board Chairman Noel Sullivan had to cast the deciding vote. 
Interestingly, according to the Irish Times, there was more fear about the GAA setting themselves up as a possible target of terrorism because of the army's role in fighting the Islamic State than because of the legacy of the British Army in Ireland. The team have already picked a name, Garda Irnock, with a kit designed by O'Neill's and socks bearing the nickname The Mix. The team already has a 45-strong panel made up of Irish players or those of Irish descent, and even just those who just wanted to play. The regiment was represented by Sergeant Kenneth Fox from County Waterford at the meeting. The Irish Guards were founded in 1901 by Queen Victoria, and Prince William is their Colonel-in-Chief. The GAA's Rule 21 forbidding members of the Crown Forces from joining the association was abolished in 2001. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends over at Aer Lingus. Fly year-round from Toronto or connect from more than 12 Canadian cities to Ireland. When you travel with Aer Lingus, you can enjoy choice, convenience, seamless experience, and great value. Aer Lingus, the smart way to fly. Check them out online at www.aerlingus.ca. That address again is www.aerlingus.ca. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the lads at Kyo Like a Crack. So, until next week, folks, Slango Foil. For nearly 60 years I've been a cocky Of clouds and fires and floods I lived through plenty This country, dust and mud I've seen my tears and blood But it's nearly over now And now I'm easy I married a fine girl when I was twenty. She died in giving birth when she was thirty. No flying doctor then, just a gentle old black gem. But it's nearly over now.
Irish Sabine, a Tobacco's newest Irish pub, invites you down to see what the buzz is all about. Our man is Brendan Dolan and his team guarantee an authentic Irish pub experience. Located at 5555 Eggington Avenue West, just west of Ramford Avenue, the Irish Sabine is inspired by tradition. The menu is filled with delicious pub grub. Enjoy the warm interior decor that includes a large bar area and a variety of cosy spots to call your own. There's even a large patio outside if you're looking for a bit of fresh air. There's a lovely private room called the Centennial. It has a fireplace, a 60-inch flat screen that can be used for meetings. It's a great spot for hosting special events, team or association gatherings. Drop in any time and say hello to Brendan and his friendly bunch or give them a call at 416-695-9178. And don't forget to check out theirishabean.com for the schedule of weekly live entertainment. So off you go to 5555 Eglinton Avenue West, just west of Renfort Avenue. The Irish Abean. You won't be disappointed. All right, folks. Well, as promised, we have Eleanor McGrath on the phone to talk to us about not her first, not her second, but her third documentary. Right, standing and achievement, it's yes. Forgotten. Good morning, Eleanor. How are you? Morning, Ken. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Jay. Eleanor. How are you doing? Very well. I'm sorry I missed you last time I was in the studio. I I'm trying to remember. I think you were in some crazy place like Las Vegas or something. I might something. have been, Eleanor. But Eleanor, uh, there's nothing I'll to be you. sorry about, believe me. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be looking at him here this morning, neither, I tell I'm you. W- I'm worth the trip, Eleanor. You were. Okay, well. Now, you do know that you're married to the only man who, who ever gave me a red card oh, in Gaelic football in the before. city. <laughs> yeah. I know I every know. time you see me, I remind you, and him. You do, you do. But, uh, you know, and, and the crazy thing is he was about to jump back into that refereeing, and oh. I was like, oh, my gosh, Pinbar, don't do this, please. <laughs> So, no, he's off watching the rugby with Jack, and uh, so I think they're as torn as you both, who to cheer for. Jack, of course, being Canadian-born bred, I mean, he might be the only man there. We have a result, Eleanor, just so you know. Really? The result was Ireland 50, Canada 7. Wow. A bit of a drubbing, but... But expect it we're strong we're strong exactly well wonderful for ireland and sad for my country but hey it's great <laughs> that they're they're playing against each other i think that's the beauty of the irish canadian connection it is and yeah. it's kind of funny in my household with my two sons and they like back in winners i said so lads who are you cheering for today they said oh we're, we're cheering for ireland oh, really? <laughs> i said you're a disgrace to your country canada oh, well. Anyway, I think it's great they're watching sport and for young men especially not to be sexist because I have three daughters one son but I think 
sport is the best thing for boys. Yeah, and, and Ireland's been wonderful with its amateur. I hate using that term because uh, obviously the GAA is wonderful for Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. And rugby too, obviously not part of the GAA. I do know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair play to you. Now listen, yes. uh, we have you on, of course, first of all, a big congratulations. Uh, oh, thanks so much. You're having your world premiere at the 10th annual ComFest on Saturday, September the 26th at 8.30pm in Toronto. You must be very excited about that. Excited and nervous, as you can imagine. Um, it's been four years in the making. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, it started with a house uh, that I knew had value for our city as an architecture, sort of historical landmark on, at 295 George Street. I put it on the preservation list and literally two days later got a call from someone in the city saying, I've got bad news. There's been a three-alarm fire there and it was gutted. I then started getting more interested in what was so significant about this, and the building itself had been once called the Fegan Home for the Distribution of Boys. Well, and right. that term itself, distribution, I mean, we yes. think of Zellers, yeah. or well, no longer Zellers, but you know, you think of Walmart, a distribution center. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I have to say with Desmond, I, I, he just pulled out a fact that I thought was serendipity. I, uh, Dr. Bernardo's uh, death was on this day. And Dr. Bernardo and uh, the Bernardos, which does continue and does good work, they had sent, they had over 350,000 children in their care. Wow. And that started like with him in 18, I think late 1860s, 1870s. There was a lot of Victorian philanthropists. I mean, they were all Christians in England and they were seeing this need. You know, we, we think of Charles Dickens mm-hmm. and this was a good need. The sad part of the child migration story is that once they got to Canada, if you're monitoring over 100,000 children from 1870 to 1939, you and I know the roads are not what we have today. So these Mm. kids were sent to farms, and sadly, it's not a happy story for a lot of them. And, you know, there was was manslaughter charges put on people, and, you know, there were suicides. I mean, if you think of a 14-year-old boy... And now they've been beaten. They've gone from England, where they at least were in an institutional care center, mm-hmm. and now they're at the mercy of a, of a tyrannical um, farmer. So My Lord. It has, uh, you know, it, it's a story that ha- when I called it Forgotten, it actually got a woman that was uh, who lives in Dublin now, Colette Bradford, and she was instrumental in opening up the Bernardo's uh, files to all the people that had gone through in 1990s. Mm-hmm. She was almost very angry. I mean, I wouldn't say she was almost. She was angry that I was calling it forgotten. She was like, these children were never forgotten to me. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think, you know, Ken, Mark, if you go through history books here in Canada, yeah. you have, it's, it's about 10 to 12% of today's population are descended from these children. You wouldn't know this story. Yeah, you know? yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. I so mean, until you bring it to uh, to the forefront here, you wouldn't. You know, no. you w- unless you were unless you were involved well, and knew something, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think for people like myself and yourselves, and you walk by, um, this, I was actually going to read if you didn't mind. I don't sure. know how much time I have. Go on ahead. But I got last night, if you can believe it, um, late at night, uh, a note, and it it was just said John Valance. Now John Valance came here in 1939 as a British home child from Bernardo's, and he was shipped out west. So they would ship them to Toronto, and then they would send them out to various farms. He ended up actually um, going out to Manitoba, and then finally he now lives in Calgary. So I interviewed him in Calgary, and the letter goes, Dear Eleanor, I am the proud daughter of John Valance. I am his oldest and live in B.C. I am too am excited to see the documentary at some point. I never knew about my dad's history growing up, nothing at all. 
I never got to hear the stories about his family, meet them, see photos of them. I didn't even know my dad had siblings. That, too, affected us as we grew up with no cousins or aunties or uncles or relatives from dad's side. It wasn't until my mom died in 1996 that I heard of his story. Now, he's 94 now, so you can see he went his whole life without telling his children that he was a Bernardo's child. This then made sense to me, as I now knew how I was brought up. My dad had no one to tell him he was loved, no one to tuck him into bed at night, all those missed birthday parties, special family occasions. When I was growing up, my dad never told me he loved me. I always wondered why he couldn't say that to me. Subsequently, we, did not, we had a conversation, and he told me he had no teacher to learn from. That was terribly heart-wrenching, as I could not think of my own children being totally on their own at such a tender age. I always end our phone calls, emails, personal contact with him. I love you. And he, in turn, seems more at ease with the words of endearment. So wow. that is common. And, and that incredible, was yeah. You know, and I really realized as I was interviewing, I had so many interviews, but it's an editor, thank God, that has to make the final decision of who's in the sure. film. And he started to see that the story was about these descendants, you know, that these children of the Bernardo children, Fegan children, had not had the type of life we assume they had. And a lot of them, they never knew until after their father or their mother's gone that this was their childhood. So God love them. Yeah, God love them. Yeah, it's hard to believe, you know, in this day and age, I can imagine your, your child are giving them mm -hmm. up or never seeing them again or, or that kind of a life when you have a, a young teenager or anything around the house now. It would yeah. be hard to believe that they could even survive that, you know. So well, it's and to uh, come at tough. a time, you know, can when you're sent across the ocean, you, I mean, all of them, almost 99%, a few came in plane loads, like, but that was very rare. It really sure. was an ocean away. Yeah, of course. And especially if you think back in the 1860s, and our country was really opening up. So statistics are, if we talk about the famine and the impact on our city of Toronto, you know, the doubling up of size in 1847, if you now take 100,000 children, add that to Canada's population from 1870 to 1939, you now understand that was a pure government scheme. Mm. It really was intentional to build our nation, to keep the farms going, and we owe them a lot of debt. I mean, we sure. owe them gratitude. And the big conversation amongst these children's descendants is does Canada owe an apology? Because we've seen the apology, of course, and really owed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to Aboriginal communities. Yes. But we've also seen it for the head tax. For the, and these, the government was paying to have these children sent here. So $2 right. dollars a head. Yeah. And Hard again, a whole other part of the story not told. Right. Well, fair play to you for yeah. bringing uh, and shining Absolutely. some light on this, Eleanor. And I, I, you sent over the uh, the clip of, of uh, just the trailer. Yes. And it, uh, it looks phenomenal. Well done. Congratulations on, on all of that. Well, I appreciate your support. You guys are always so great and getting the word out to the community. And, but it, most importantly, I just appreciate because I was going to mention to you a couple of things I was talking to you a little earlier. Yes. That So we do have, as you mentioned, the screening this coming Saturday on the 26th. So excited about that. I also know they're almost sold out. So well done. if well they done. can go to the www.comfest.com, and that's the double M and double F. But I always say people if you know, want to call me if it's a little easier. I'm happy to take the phone call and help them with the tickets, 416-844-0877. I just had an email. They're hoping to put on an afternoon screening on Sunday because it's been so popular. Wonderful. So the following well day. But more, the big news was I was in Hamilton, at the Art Gallery of Hamilton, because the film, thankfully, was selected for their film festival. 
35 films, including mine, and it will screen on Sunday, October 25th at 6 p.m. And if you haven't been to Hamilton, I know a lot of people are like myself, Toronto, you know, we, we love our city. Hamilton is a great place. Over 300 people came just for that launch on oh, Thursday wow. night. So there's a lot of film buffs, there's a lot of great people. And, yes. it's, it's and a lot a of Irish people in Hamilton, too. Tons of Irish. John yeah. O'Gorman and the Irish community there. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and then the, the other little bit of news, which, uh, hey, L.A. called. So, Ooh, all right. So wow. it made it into the 11th annual um, La Femme International Film Festival. So you, you, we can all understand that people, you know, of course, from Ireland, there was obviously children that came. One of the men I feature came from Dublin um, in the film. But when you think that someone in the States is going to see this film and understand mm, what was going great. on in Canada, to me, that was huge. Wonderful. Well, well, well done. Congratulations on that. We might join you for the that. LA trip. We'll yeah. pass on Hamilton. We'll go to LA with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think we'll pack our yeah. bags. All right, yeah. good. You'll be my agent. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll take <laughs> we care of you over are. there. Oh, that's great. All right, Eleanor. You've got your trip coming up, so enjoy your time and get your honeydew list done before you <laughs> leave. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. All right. So thanks very much, gentlemen. Thanks, Eleanor. And, and hope to see some of the listeners out and appreciate again Fantastic. the Fantastic. Okay. Eleanor, thanks a million uh, for taking the time to join oh, us. No. That's you great. Know, and and the best you. of luck with everything. And uh, don't be nervous. You'll do a great All job. Right. Wonderful. And thanks We have a bit of Newfoundland music for you now. Here's Great Big C. We were just out there this summer, so thanks. Okay. Uh, all the best. Care. All right, bye-bye. Good luck. Ships may come and ships may go As long as the sea does roll Each sailor lad just like his dad He loves to blow and blow A trip on shore he doesn't go With a girl who's nice and round when the money's gone, it's the same old song Get up, Jack Johnson, down Come along, come along, you jolly brave boys There's lots of grog in the jar We'll plow the briny ocean With the jolly rolling tar Jack comes in, then he'll stare To some old boarding house They'll welcome him with a rum and gin And feed him on pork scouts He'll then spend and he'll not offend Till he's lying drunk on the ground But when the money's gone it's the same old song Get up Jack Johnson down Come along, come along you jolly brave boys There's lots of grog in the jar We'll plow the briny ocean With the jolly rolling star Jackie then off and he'll sail Bound down for Newfoundland Of a lady's fair in Placentia there They love that sailor man Sure, out on a dare and he'll buy some girl a gown. But when the money's gone, it's the same old song. Get up, Jack Johnson down. Come along, come along, you jolly brave boys. There's lots of grog in the jar. We'll plow the briny ocean with the jolly rolling tar. Jackets old and weather be too old to roam about They'll let him stop in some rum shop Till eight bells calls him out Then he'll raise his eyes up to the sky Saying, boys, we're homeward bound But when the money's gone, it's the same old song Get up, Jack Johnson, down Come along, come along, you jolly brave boys There's lots of grog in the jar We'll plow the briny ocean With the jolly rolling tar 
come along, come along, you jolly brave boys, there's lots of grog in the jar. We'll plow the briny ocean with the jolly rolling tar. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. All right, good stuff. And of course, down at the Galway Arms tomorrow at 8.15 in the morning, the two best under-18 teams in the country get together, both from Munster this year, Tipperary take on Kerry in the All-Ireland Minor Championship final. And then at 10.30 in the morning, for all the marbles, can't believe it, Kenny, September, the All-Ireland Senior Football Final takes takes place between... Kerry and Dublin. Oh, Kerry yeah. looked to repeat last Mighty. year's victory against the Dubs. Hey, uh, we have a couple of listeners. I just wanted to do a bit, sh- bit of a shout out. Living over there in uh, in Brampton, originally from Newfoundland, and uh, you played great big C for them. Good man yourself. Oh, lovely. Anyway, so Charlie Hines is listening on the radio. Come on, Charlie. And, uh, yeah, it's a girl. Or yeah. Charlie. Good man yourself. Charlie the girl. Yeah. Anyway, Why wouldn't it be? Uh, her mummy says that she can well, have ice cream know, all day today. Ice really? cream, chocolate, the whole lot. Not oh, a bother. Deadly. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I, I'm sure she won't be offended by what you Not just said. Not at all. No, why would she be? <laughs> yeah, I, I should, don't know her. I should have given you a heads up. You should I? have. All yeah. right. There you go. Thanks for listening in. That's great. Always good to, to uh, get the listeners in from, uh, she's from Cornerbrook of all places. Oh, it's a yeah. great spot. Never been. Oh, Can't yeah. wait to go. Deadly. Charlie, Charlie will bring me someday. Right. Who have we got going on well, now? Well, you know who we have on the line now, yeah. right? Paddy Dunn from way up in God's country, I think he's telling us. Yeah. I hope he's not chopping wood this morning. At least he <laughs> remembered to call in. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning, gentlemen. Yes, I, uh, I do apologize for missing last week. Call. Ah, stop. Ah, We've right. even forgotten about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. No one's listening anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, I shouldn't say true enough, but... <laughs> oh gosh, don't say that. I'm not up north, I'm actually right at the Royal York and Bloor right now. Oh, oh I forgot, you're going to a big wedding today or something, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just coming down now, me and the, the big doggy in the back seat here, so I'm yeah, guessing. I got a big wedding this afternoon, so. Ah, good stuff, alright, yeah. well listen, enjoy your day there, and uh, come on and tell us now about Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Golf Tournament, well, happening next uh, weekend. It is, it's uh, next Saturday, the 26th of September, it's a one o'clock uh, shotgun tee-off at Banty's Roost this year. Um, long-term forecast is sunshine, so no need for umbrellas this year. And uh, we were at 104 until about 6 o'clock last night, and I did have one for some pullouts. So we've got 100 players, so uh, wonderful. we're doing pretty good. We are, it is wedding season, so we've, uh, we've lost a good 20, 30 uh, people who would normally be out to support us due to, I think there's three or four weddings happening next weekend, so... God love the poor souls, huh? Be, uh, yeah, we're quite happy with that. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was happy with 80, so just been kind of pounding the pavement. So if anybody's listening and wants to play, by all means, we've got some room still. And 
my phone number is 416-234-2822. If anybody wants to give me a holler and buck a foursome or a single, or we'll take them all and uh, we'll fit you in for sure. Wonderful. Good man, Patty. Yeah, you're always accommodating, that's for sure. Mm, might be yeah. a, bit, a bit of crack afterwards, Patty. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. It's always a good day at the course, uh, Banty's Roost. Uh, Bruce McDonald is the pro up there. He's an old friend of Eamon's. He uh, used to be a member at Islington, so he's a good guy. And uh, I'm actually popping in there on my way back up tomorrow to see him. And uh, uh, talking to Michael Keane during the week at the Galway, they've got karaoke uh, happening after uh, after the tournament, so we'll probably all head back to the Galway and have a little bit of laughter there. So well, we don't want it to be a surprise. So what song will we be seeing you sing down there when that machine well, gets turned on? I out? don't think I'll be getting on the mic, to be quite uh, honest we'll, with you. We'll, we'll really? I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, I think there'll be uh, there'll be a, a gathering of yeah. coins for I, sure to just hear, encourage uh, you up there. I hear Rhinestone Cowboy might be a special. That, that might be it. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll get Dorley, Charlie Dorley and I to sing that together. How's that sound? <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Good stuff, Paddy. Well, listen, you're what great, you man. Said, what yep. are you guys heading over? Uh, the 8th of, um, we leave on the evening of the 7th of, uh, of October. Ken might oh. be going a little earlier now, but that's when myself and the other lads are going. And then we're going to see Ireland and Germany and Dublin on the 8th. And uh, going to go shopping in, um, in Cleary's on the, on the, on the, on the Friday. <laughs> uh, just Rita and I are heading over on the 1st, so I wasn't sure if we'd run into you or not. All right. All very right. good. Where, will you be in Dublin on the, on the 8th? You will. We will, but we're coming back on the 8th. So. Oh, oh, right, we'll yeah. just miss you. Like ships. Yeah, yeah. You're probably going out on the one we're coming in on. Probably, more than yeah, likely, yeah. There you go. Anyway, uh, congratulations to Pat and, uh, and McMahon, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's a big bit of news. Uh, thanks yeah, to, to Kathleen to Morley for uh, for uh, rolling that piece of information over. Uh, 48th oh. anniversary. Yeah, very good. Pat's a saint for putting up with Anne for all those years. That's all I can say. Yeah, oh, yeah. be the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness me. You're going to be in trouble the next oh, time we see you, huh? Anne always loves to punch me when she sees me, so I'm going to double dose next time. You You got your dig in, pal. You got your dig in. There you go. But anyway, yeah, if anybody uh, can come out and support or uh, wants to donate anything to the raffle, that's what we're doing this year. We're not doing prizes. Uh, We we decided to do a raffle again. So, Okay. Again, my number is 416-234-2822 if anybody wants to call, and uh, happy to accommodate. Good man. You're safe, Patty. Patty. We'll see you next Saturday, buddy. All right, thanks very much, and we'll see you on Saturday. Looking forward to it. All okay, the best. All the best. Thank Good you luck. again. Cheers. Right, Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. Ta 
جوجه به رقیم مرقیم If you unseal, unseal until mahanta No anambot, All right, folks, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events for this day, September the 19th. St. Mike's are celebrating their 50 years and they're bringing in some of the big stars to help them celebrate that evening. Mr. O'Farrell, the president of the GEA, will be there and Mr. Hart who got a new contract with Tyrone, will be uh, also in on the night. It's Friday, September the 25th at 6pm at the Liberty Grand, 25 British Columbia Road in Toronto. For ticket information, you can give Cormac O'Meary a call at 905-277-4727. You heard Paddy Dunn on there. The third annual Eamon O'Loughlin Memorial Golf Gathering is happening on Saturday, September the 26th. 
Banty's Roost Golf and Country Club. That's up there in Caledon. 1 p.m. start. It's a four-person scramble. It's $150, and that gets you your golf cart and dinner. And White Oak Ford is sponsoring the hole-in-one. And as Paddy mentioned, the Galway Arms will have a bit of karaoke afterwards at 8.30 p.m. You can send Paddy an email at ptd number four at rogers.com you also heard Eleanor McGrath on the show and her documentary Forgotten will be at the 10th annual Comfest Film Festival on Saturday September the 26th and that's at 8.30pm you can go to get tickets at www.com that's c-o-m-m-f-f-e-s-t dot com and the uh, second annual ICCTO President's Dinner is taking place now on, on uh, September the 30th at 1 King Street West. And the Chamber folks have got a good pal of mine in to do the honours there. It's Cahill O'Connor, the CPA, CA and ICD Executive Vice President and Chief Financial, o- Financial Officer at Cadillac Fairview Corporation Limited. 6.30pm is when things kick off. $150 gets you your welcome cocktail, canapes, and a three-course dinner with wine. So come on out and enjoy all of the festivities there with the uh, the Chamber of Commerce. promises to be a great evening. And Colleen uh, uh, Mulvey O'Leary. Yes, Colleen is back in town, back from Schlago at the FLA, and she wants you to come out and listen to her new CD, Folk in Awesome. And uh, there's a few concerts that she's got going on, the first of which is uh, coming up on Sunday, October the 15th at the Galway Arms, starting at 4 o'clock, and then Sunday, November the 8th at uh, on Shabin. And at 3 o'clock, that will take place. And then Sunday, November the 15th, in the uh, Durham Irish uh, session at the Fox and Fiddle between 2 and 5. The 25th Annual Mass of Memory is taking place on Sunday, October the 25th at St. Paul's Basilica, 83 Power Street. It's a celebration that commences at 3 p.m. with a 30-minute music prelude of sacred and Celtic music, followed by the Mass of Memory at 3.30. Everyone's invited to a reception in the church hall afterwards. And you can give Mareda a call in Toronto at 416-264-5363. And the lads from Cork are at it. The Cork Association's 26th Annual Dinner Dance will be taking place at St. Bonaventure's Parish Hall at Leslie and Lawrence on Saturday, November the 7th. You know it, folks, it's always a sellout, so you want to get in there early now and book your your, uh, table. The dinner is at 7 p.m., and tickets are $60. Hugo will provide the entertainment. And you can get all your ticket information from John Cawley at 647-285-0866. Or send John an email at john.g.cawley47 at gmail.com. The Irish Cultural Society is having their uh, Toronto Autumn Hooli. And that's going to take place at Mount Dennis Legion. And that's at 1050 Western Road, a block south of Eglinton Avenue. Saturday, November the 14th at 8pm. Paul Noonan and his band will be the entertainment. Price is $20, or you can get two for $35. For more information on tickets or to get them, you can give Pat Canavan a call at 416-206-8670. And all the proceeds from the Night of Fun will be going to the Irish Cultural Benefit Society. For all of the information, folks, go to our website, SaturdayIrishRadio.com. And if you ever miss a show, that's where you can get the podcast as well. You can download it there. Brilliant Good stuff. 
brought to you by our friends over at Guinness. That's wonderful. Good man yourself, Ken. And uh, you mentioned one of the events going on there is the uh, the St. Mike's 50th anniversary. Yes. And um, hoping that we can get um, one or uh, one of uh, Aegon O'Farrell or uh, Mickey Hart maybe on for a quick chat. So oh, we'll good. see if we can pull that off. Uh, no guarantees at this stage, but. Um, if uh, we do happen to nail something down, I'll, I'll push it out there through social media, and everyone can kind of can tune in. Because uh, regardless of which one it would be, it would be uh, it would be a couple of good good fellas there, and yep, have a chat especially with, with Mickey getting his new two-year contract. contract. Yeah, it looked dodgy for a while, did, but indeed. it's all good. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. And uh, great uh, Aegon is just in the uh, in the uh, infancy of his uh, his new in his new role as the president of the GA in Ireland. Very high-profile job. And yep. He handed over a mug there last week, and he has another one to hand over tomorrow. Okay, Best be of luck to the Kerry in the Dubs yes. and the Tip and the Kerry people. Get down to your uh, Galway Arms there now and watch that game yeah. tomorrow morning. It'll be packed, so get there early. It'll to be get jammers your seat. tomorrow, yeah. yeah. And um, great job on the old music today, Kenny. No, oh, thanks, pal. Fantastic. Yeah. No, Joe. I'd no, say Joe. He'll be back Joe next week, will he? For sure, he'll All be back right, next week. Good, there good, is good, nothing good. more certain than Joe yeah. Dolan will be on. the I heard a bit week. of stuff on him during the week on Irish radio. They were picking out uh, one of his songs there, and it of course reminded me of you. It was one of the classics of 1969. Anyway, yeah. don't ask me what it was, because I tuned off once I started bad. playing it. Too bad. No. Huh? Too bad you didn't remember that. Uh, Good stuff. So it's almost a wrap here, is it? It is. It's a wrap. We're at 11.57. Uh, a few minutes left here. Um, yeah. Any final sage uh, advice? Well, only that, thanks to our pal Con O'Connell for sending us this next song. You know, oh, and we're always like open to anyone sending us an old song or a request. Don't forget that now. Yeah. Ken at SaturdayIrishRadio.com or Mark at SaturdayIrishRadio.com. And Con sent us in this one. Brian Connell's James Larkin. Dublin City in 1913 The boss was rich and the poor were slaves The women working and the children hungry Then on came larking like a mighty wave The workmen cringed when the bossman thundered Seventy hours was his weekly chore Asked for little and less was granted Lest getting little he'd ask for more But on came Larkin in 1913 A mighty man with a mighty tongue The voice of labour, the voice of justice And he was gifted and he was young God sent Larkin in 1913, a labour man with a union tongue. He raised the worker and gave him courage. He was their hero, the worker's son. In the month of August, the bossman told us no union man for him could work. We stunned be larkin and told the boss man we'd fight or die, but we would not shirk. Eight months we fought and eight months we starved. Oh, we stunned be larkin through thick and thin. But foodless homes and the crying children, they broke our hearts and we could not win. Then Larkin left us, we seemed defeated. Programming for our Irish community can be heard every 